3: Welcome to the program. It's Thursday, so you know that means it's the day day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions, Bible questions, life questions on Thursday, any kind of questions that Paula can answer for you. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions by emailing questions at... CalvarySA.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, I remind you if you are driving in your car, we want you to be safe. So it's safest to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Quick programming note before we get into the stuff that we've got for you today. Tomorrow, On the program, I am going to have uh, some of the staff from Malta Medical on the program. I thought it would be an interesting uh, topic for you, some of the things that they're dealing with and some of the questions that they're being asked, the patients that they're uh, seeing, uh, where they come from, those kind of things. Malta Medical, for any of you who are new to the program and don't know, is our free doctor's office. Uh, I've shared before, 90% of the people that come to Malta Medical are not from our church. And uh, so it's a wonderful ministry opportunity, uh, an evangelism uh, opportunity. So uh, Dr. Peter, Dr. Sheba, and I don't know who the staff people are that are coming, but uh, I think it will be really, really interesting. So that's tomorrow on the program. Paula, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you so much. I can't wait for tomorrow's show.
3: (laughs) Hello, Dr. Peter and Sheba, and that staff over there. Dr. Got, Peter's terrible, though. He's got the worst <laughs> jokes ever.
4: Well, he's a doctor after all, not a comedian, so it's okay.
3: <laughs> but he thinks he really thinks he's funny.
4: Well, and and, and Dr. Sheba kind of backs him up because she laughs at him like they're <laughs> funny, so they're a match made in heaven.
3: Yeah, but you know how how fighters get punch drunk. Well, Sheba has been listening to Peter's jokes. For 20 years, their 20th wedding anniversary yeah. was just this week. Mm-hmm. They've been and knowing each
4: other for 25, yep. so you think he so didn't I, say yeah. jokes in the first five years?
3: I, I, no, I just don't think that they've, I, they absorb anymore. I just think she's <laughs> sort of like that fighter that keeps okay. getting hit in the face.
4: All right. So, I'm looking forward to the show because, you know, they, they, they're amazing people. We're blessed to have them as, you know, I don't want to say our kids, but... We're blessed to have them as our kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they are. It's, it's, it's a wonderful work they're doing it, it, down there. It's just an amazing thing, and we're starting. We're meeting more and more people who go there. As you're saying, about ninety percent of the people who go to Multimedico don't come to our church. Well, they're starting to come. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody
3: gets prayed for. Everybody gets the gospel. Yeah. And uh, you know, some people don't like it, but. Um, they have a hard time finding a doctor's office that has better pricing. That's right. Because it's all free. Yeah, So yeah. there's some advantages that we can take advantage of uh, in situations like that. So that's yeah. tomorrow. I think it'll be good. Paula, we got an early caller, anonymous good. caller Come on, on line right? one. Mm-hmm. You are on the air. Thanks for calling early.
2: Hi, Pastor Ron. Hi. The reason why i was calling is because uh, my wife and I listened to you pretty much every day. And we have a son who is uh, being tempted to look up. Uh, he looks up naked girls on computers. He hasn't done it at home. He's done it when he's had access to computers other places. Mm. And we've been praying and giving it to God and talking to him about God. He believes in God. We believe in God. So I was just wondering, how would you um, help
3: him? How could we help him? Yeah, Anonymous, you you may not like my answer, but God bless you for being concerned. Too many parents, believe it or not, are not concerned. And the reason I say you may not like my answer is because I think uh, we we have to take really radical action in situations like this. The first thing I would do now, I'm assuming your son is at home living with you because you said he doesn't do it at home. Mm Um, But he has to have uh, all access cut off. Pornography, I, I don't think people really understand it. It's so prevalent. They don't really understand what it does. These teenagers are not psychologically ready to deal with the damage that pornography causes. It's going to distort his view of sex. It's going to distort his view of women. Um, um, the enemy is going to keep pushing those buttons over and over and over and I think personally the answer is to not convince him you can't convince him but simply tell him that you know um, um, access to computers access to uh, cell phones those kinds of things are earned and uh, when we can trust you again we will um, we will be in that place where um, we can provide it to you again, but but you've got to earn our trust, and you've violated our trust. You've you've gone to this place and that place, and you've fallen into this habit, and uh, it, it's a it's a problem the enemy will not let go of, and that's why I think that we have to be really radical and drastic in our our, uh, our the way we deal with it. It's it's a very very hard thing, you know. Kids have cell phones uh, glued to their their ears now. And um, to take it away makes you seem like the worst parent in the world. Um, but the reality is that that's access to information that is going to be used by the enemy to destroy him. Um, it's going to open the doors to other conversations and other uh, social media platforms uh, where there is an enormous amount of pressure on teenage boys and girls um, to... Uh, experiment to explore um, and um, I think we, we just a dutiful parent needs to say uh, my job and I'm going to stand before Jesus and give account of this my job is to protect you and uh, since you have demonstrated that you won't protect yourself um, here's the rules from this point forward now let me also say this and this is um, even more important uh, anonymous the the struggle he has now is the flesh and the spirit. Now, you say you believe in God. Um, These days, we don't know what that means. Um, You must be born again. You must believe in Jesus Christ, crucified and risen from the dead. For the forgiveness of sins, but not only for the forgiveness of sins, but because he's alive, um, that, that, that the Holy Spirit comes to live within you. And the power of God to resist temptation lives within you. And we resist because we love him, because we're grateful for what he's done. And the first thing I would do before even cutting him off access, the first thing I would do is I would want to be sure that this young man knows he's born again. That he surrendered his heart to Jesus Christ. It's not a matter of believing in God in a general sense. Um, in in uh, Acts chapter um, nine, um, Acts eight rather. I'm sorry, Acts chapter eight. Um, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, well, why? what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip told him, well, if you believe in the Lord with all of your heart, that's not just intellectual assent, it's a surrendering of the heart. And that's what it means to be born again. And that would be my first um, uh, approach. Um, you believe in God, great. But, but tell me about your relationship with Jesus Christ. As a family, it's time uh, for believers in God to be in the Bible. Um, to have family devotions together, to read. Uh, and, um, you know, it may sound a bit radical, but but this is a fight for your son's spiritual health and um, and, and really a key to uh, his future. Because, again, I want to emphasize, your teenagers are not psychologically ready to deal with the pornography that they're going to encounter in this world. And that's one of the reasons that things have deteriorated to the point that they have. So Anonymous, can I ask a favor please? Um, Please stay in touch and let me know how he's doing and if there's anything we at Calvary Chapel can do to help, any counseling sessions, uh, a week from this Friday, Um, This Friday, uh, tomorrow, we're going to have our doctors on from Alta Medical. But a week from this Friday, we're going to have both of our youth pastors, our junior high pastor and our high school pastor, on the air. Um, Because they're the ones that deal with this with your kids all the time. And they're the ones who are asked the questions that your kids are not prepared to ask you. And they'll receive the answers sometimes better and um uh, they're going to be on the program on friday uh, the 12th i believe it is and uh, i think uh, that would be a wonderful program for you to listen to and perhaps even to listen to with your son and of course if you can't listen to it live at four o'clock uh we uh we archive all of the programs so you and your son could listen to it together it's it's uh, an issue that has got to be dealt with by the family So I hope that helps and gives you a little bit of direction. Uh, I will say the power of God is greater than the power of temptation. we got to hope and trust in the Lord. Paul, do you want to add anything?
4: Nope. That was awesome. Okay. Thank you.
3: Thank you for the call, Anonymous. I appreciate it and for listening every day. God bless you. That's amazing.
4: Yeah. Okay.
3: Welcome to the program.
4: That's right. Thank you. I'm here. (laughs) Sitting in this lovely office yes
3: it's not an office when you're here it's a studio
4: oh okay it's a studio
3: yeah it's an office until four o'clock <laughs> and then it becomes a studio
4: <laughs> yeah. i'm laughing because you know it sounds very like elegant right we're very high-tech studio we're high-tech oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah good thing it's not tv
3: <laughs> yeah we're in a we're in a strip mall <laughs> I always say that, <laughs> hey Paula before it, before we mm-hmm. kind of turn it over to you uh I want to repeat something that I mentioned yesterday on the program um uh regarding the the bible study the women's Bible study that was done on Monday. It was amazing. oh, it was just wonderful. Yeah. Linda Mcmillan uh taught it um we're we're currently going through psalm one nineteen mm-hmm. um which could take forever because it could. it's it's very long, yeah. Um and in Psalm one nineteen of course is all and only about the Word of God. Yeah. And um this was one of those perfect um examples of of the Word of God being living living and active like Hebrews says, uh and, and more powerful than a double edged sword. And as uh, Linda was preparing for this Bible study Uh, the Holy Spirit just kind of took her into her own personal experience with the Word and the transformations the things that she's been through as a result of the Word. Mm -hmm. And um, um, she shared that. Uh, I I just thought it was a wonderful, wonderful Bible study. I would especially recommend it for men and women Mm -hmm. who are 50 or over. You know, our our world kind of starts looking to retirement and, you know, let's take it easy and back off. Um, um, God's word knows nothing of that. And, uh, I, I think it's, it's a wonderful exhortation for the older people, but, but I think this is just really good for everybody. I, I think, think it's too. a wonderful study. It was, uh, wonderfully serious. And by that, I mean, it was no joking around. Um, you were able to listen to somebody who was opening her heart and saying, here are the things that I went through to get here and uh and this this bible study sort of brought it all back Mm -hmm. and i just i can't recommend it highly enough you can go to calvary com and listen to um the uh the bible study it's last this past monday's uh study Mm -hmm. and uh i think it would be a wonderful wonderful um 35 minutes or so that that the teaching went on that that you would be able to enjoy paul what are your thoughts
4: yeah i uh I had kind of highlighted some of the thoughts. She did verses uh, 81 through 88 for anybody who, you know, listening. And we've been giving the definition of each section, and her section was kaf, K-A-P-H. With, That's which, a Hebrew alphabet. Hebrew that means, alphabet, yeah. yeah, which means bent or bowing as though, you know, the weight of the world was on this older saint and. He is crying out to the Lord, you know, really, how much longer, how much more? I, I can barely stand it another minute. It's just been so hard for so long. And um, she talked about enduring in the fire for some, some time, and, and now this weary, tired saint is crying out to the Lord, you know you get sometimes you get to that place of it's like you know what i've been praying for so long lord i've been serving you nothing's changed if anything no change it's gotten worse if, if there has been a change and just you get to that place of you know we've had several older ones saying you know i'm just i'm just tired i've been serving the lord you know praying nothing's Come Um, about
3: bodies wearing out, you
4: know that kind of stuff. Emotionally spent. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to church, but you know, I'm 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 starting to maybe sit more in the back row because the younger people are they got the zeal and they have the energy to do what I used to be able to do. And um, these are some of the thoughts in my own head that were happening um, because we think that. And she had to remind us, no, no, no. the older saints, we have a lot to um, add to the younger ones who we can come along and and help them to do what they need to do. A lot of zeal sometimes, but not much knowledge. And, you know, sometimes the younger ones can start off just full of zeal and energy, and then they fade away as well. But the older ones, we're starting to fade away because we're older, but we had our zeal. And so we can come along and help the younger ones um, to finish well while they watch us hopefully finish well. So, you know, she was really encouraging the older ones not to give up, not to give in, but to serve the Lord till the end because he's going to be with us. Um, Like Caleb, he says, let me at him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just as strong as I ever was. You know, she didn't mention that, but that was...
3: Yeah, I call that a sanctified lie, mm, mm. he knew God better. He
4: knew God better. And it's through the trials, and nobody really likes trials, but the the benefit of trials is, you know, when you come out on the other side, and the Lord says, I'm with you through this. Um, You come out stronger, um, not so much being punched, we get punched in the trials, yeah, but we come out on the other side ready. So, like, I'm gonna punch some something myself <laughs> now. Just like Caleb, I'm stronger now than I was before. And you know the power of God and the presence of God um, a little a little deeper. And it, you can it could be a lot deeper depending on the trial. Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was really really good. Um, life isn't easy, but she she admonished us to. Endure faithfully and hope joyfully, and sometimes then I mean, that's just a choice. Um, endure faithfully, it's like Lord, here I am i want to I want to give up, but then you can hear the Lord say, "Just give me one more day, just give me one more day, take another step um, and hope joyfully, okay, I'm being obedient to you. there's a plan in all of this. What do you want me to learn? My hope is in you, so There's a song that every once in a while I'll start singing to myself. I choose joy, for I know the Lord will work things out for my good. I choose joy. And that's a matter of choice. I'm I'm not happy about some things, but I choose joy because I know, like you've been teaching us forever, just be with Jesus. Okay, I'm just being with you, Lord. And so there's joy in that, that I'm not just with you, but you're
3: with me. Yeah. Yeah. So. For for thou thou art with me though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Um, I'm being told our Linda's study is on our website under Hidden Treasures Women's Studies Monday May first. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for it, that's what you can do. You know, Paul uh, Paul Paul wrote a bunch of things, but he wrote relative to this uh, that we're not to grow weary of well doing, mm-hmm. um, never to be lacking in zeal. Mm-hmm. Um, um, never means. Our whole life, yeah, um, he said of his own life, he was spent um, the idea of I got nothing left, but i 'm willing to be spent even more, mm-hmm. and one of the things that we see in church cultures and uh, we've done a reasonably good job here at Calvary Chapel of of preventing this. Uh, we don't have senior citizens' Bible studies. We don't have college and career Bible studies. You know, we, we tell our high schoolers, well, well youth, there's no more youth Bible studies. Well, you wanted to be an adult. Mm-hmm. You wanted independence, so now you are. So be an adult. Join the, join the adult church. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the, 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 the habits that we fall into are we, we hang around with people just like us. Kids hang with kids and older people hang with older people. And I told our church last night, you know, we, we, we who are older need younger people and they're coming in. I mean, the older we get, the younger everybody else seems and they keep coming in and we need, uh, their, their, their zeal. We need to be inspired by their commitment. And, and, and I, to the younger people, you need the older people. Mm-hmm. They've been through stuff that you haven't even imagined yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you're a young married couple, um, you know, find somebody. We do anniversaries here one day a month. What do you anniversary? Know, how long? How many years? Fifty-two last week. Somebody <laughs> was married. Well, go go. Can I buy you guys lunch? Tell mm-hmm. me how you made it to fifty-two, mm-hmm. and um, that that sort of communication is absolutely vital to a healthy, well-balanced walk with the Lord. And we need to step a little bit out of our comfort zones uh, in order to um, um, really grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus and of his will for our lives. Yeah. And, and Paula, um, Linda struggled with that. She just thought she was getting too old. Maybe maybe the nobody's... Um, talking to me because I'm getting old now and maybe it's time for me to back away. And she was really brutally honest about Mm -hmm. that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. And all of the things that she was hoping for and didn't have, with allowing the word of God to move her heart all of those things uh, now she has Mm -hmm. and uh, we were we had breakfast with a couple just today and they said that that she's in contact with Linda all the time Mm -hmm. about things questions and 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 see that's a kind of ministry that goes on when you open your heart to the Lord Paula let's take a minute we got Thomas calling from Dallas online one Thomas thank you for holding you're on the air
2: Hi, Pastor Ron, Mom Paula. Hi. Hi. Um, Jesus wanted me to share this. He's been telling me for a while, and I've been being disobedient, so I decided to be obedient. <laughs> About 10 years ago, I started having occasional um memory lapses, but I didn't think anything of it at the time. And around 18 months ago, uh, the lapses became much more frequent, and it felt like... Like, there was a fog in my brain, inside my head. Um, some days it was thicker than others, but it was it was always there. Anyway, the fog let, led me to being fired from my job, which was, in retrospect, a good thing from a uh, public safety standpoint. Mm-hmm. After doing some research, you know, Googling some stuff and whatnot, I concluded that I was having dementia or beginnings of dementia, and according to what I read, I had five to ten years to live. That's usually how long it takes for dementia to wipe you out. So that was kind of exciting to me. Actually, I was like, oh, I get to go home!" (laughs) But um, I needed to figure out what I had to, what I was, you know, going to do in the meantime for income and um so i prayed for two months or so and one early morning i got up to use the restroom and a voice said to me do you want to be healed it's in my heart not you know out loud or yeah. anything but i said no i want to go home
4: mm.
2: <laughs> then jesus reminded me that i always pray for his will when i you know ask him for stuff and he said to me, what if I want to heal you? And I thought for about five seconds, and then I said, more like wine to him, but I <laughs> want to go home, Jesus. <laughs> mm. But yes, I do want your will, not mine. Mm. And in that instant, the fog disappeared completely, and I haven't seen it since. And that was 11 months ago.
3: Oh. Mm. Thomas' obedience is a good thing. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. You know, Paula, these are the kind of things that God will do, but, but he gets us to a place where we have to depend on him. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's whether or not we want to go home and be with Jesus, that, that's not the issue. And um, we know Thomas, so yeah. this isn't uh, he's not suicidal or anything mm-hmm. like that. but but being with Jesus is the goal of our salvation, but this is like the Apostle Paul's struggle. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's better to depart and be with Jesus better by far, mm-hmm. but to remain in the body means fruitful service for you, mm-hmm. writing to the Philippians and um, and uh, uh, Thomas has learned that lesson firsthand. Yeah. God bless you, Thomas. Thanks Thank for you. telling us. Don't know what you're doing in Dallas, come on. <laughs> hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the Word to Stand On for Life, the date the edition program, three four zero ninety-five eighty-five or toll-free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
3: Welcome back to the second half of our Thursday Date Day Edition program. 340-9585 That's area code 210- and toll free eight seven seven six three zero K S L R. Paula, why don't you go back to what we're talking about before Thomas's phone call? I didn't want to keep him on the line. Oh yeah, no over way. The break, so and, and, that was important.
4: Mm-hmm. And I was asking you, did you know that? And you said yes yeah, so that he had told you, but. I wasn't with you, and so I don't. I didn't know. So I was. So you crying, yeah. I was over here <laughs> crying, like, no, no, I don't want my baby to leave me. But um, and
3: yeah. you know, we de- we deal with uh, early onset Alzheimer's and early onset dementia and people at times, and it's so cruel. It's it's just a really horrible, horrible way to end things. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes you hate sin and the fallen world that yeah, we live in. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, God is is stronger sometimes, and Thomas. I'm glad he's sharing. Mm -hmm.
4: Well, before, I don't want to give, well, yeah, I do want to give away Linda's whole study because some people don't know how to navigate on the webs and all that kind of stuff. But it's time for us to learn some stuff, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but uh, I was just thinking because Linda didn't share this one thing. um, And I said, Linda, I'm going to tell on you. And she said, what? I said, you didn't even want to go to the women's retreats for the longest time. And she didn't. She didn't go for the longest time. And um, she said, "Well, they're they're just so I I don't do small talk."
3: that's her word. It's superficial. It's kind of
4: superficial. I don't do small talk. And I said, "Well, you know, you want to serve these people, and you want them to, you know, address you. Like I say a lot of times, if you want a friend, you got to be a friend." And so um, she went. Kinda of begrudgingly, but person after person came to her. Just like the relationship we talked about with the people we talked with at breakfast today, every Tuesday, they were they were talking about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta let people know that you care before they will come to you and, and she just kinda had her own thought of how she was going to serve here and kinda what she wanted to, you know, even Teaching the kids, ooh, twos and threes, second and third graders, she said, and the thing and and Miss Darlene said, No, two year and two and threes and she said, Years old (laughs) 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 It's been the best thing for her. And what I told her was, it's great for the two and three year olds, but it's even better for their parents. Because again, she's the older woman, she knows how she 's already had experience with two and three years old two and three year olds and she can now turn around and say you know
3: and it 's interesting people get to know her and watch her life, and then suddenly they want to talk about serious things yeah and and you know uh, and this isn 't relative to Linda, but um, you know when we think well well here 's how I want to serve um, by definition you 're not a servant Mm-mm. If, if you're only going to serve in in a place you want to serve, that's not serving. That's volunteering. Yeah. And uh, the church doesn't need volunteers. The church needs servants. And a servant does what he or she is asked to do whenever the need uh, presents itself. And when you do that, you understand it. That's when God begins to really work on you, in your heart, and then what comes from you is magnificent. And and um, I don't know exactly the time frame of of Linda going through the 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 things that she was talking about in that Bible study, but becoming a servant changes everything. And 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 now she's got people. Uh, that she's ministering to on, on a really deep level continuously. Mm-hmm. The things that she wanted before and wasn't experiencing are they not coming to me because I'm too old? I'm you know I'm not singing anymore. She sang on one of our worship teams for a while. Um, am I just being rejected because uh, of my age? And then when she she finally said, uh, you know what, this isn't about me. Mm-hmm. When she got to that place,
4: <laughs> when you told her, she said it. She said. Pastor Ron said, get over yourself. <laughs> she hadn't put that in the, the study. She said that in the Q&A time. And because uh, Steve reads over her notes. Mm-hmm. And he said, you forgot to put something in there. And she said, what?
3: Pastor Ron told
4: you to get over yourself. <laughs> he said that to me. But you have to say that to quite a few of us.
3: I said it in love. Of course you did. And and the the idea is... Until you're over yourself, you're not serving anybody else. You're certainly not serving Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, we can go through the motions. We can do things. And make no mistake, we're grateful for mm-hmm. the people that do things. But um, heaven says, um, if you're a servant, then do what I ask you to do. Well, okay, but what is it? No, it doesn't matter. Whatever I ask you to do. And, uh, and Linda has is is not only a gifted teacher, but she's earned the trust of of people now and they can come to her and we're the beneficiaries of that wonderful fruit. It just, have I said that was a wonderful Bible study? It was
4: a great Bible study. And the rest of what I wanted to say to you is, you know, for those of you who are sitting out there, even when you come to church, you're sitting out there, you're here at church, but you're not really doing anything for the body other than coming to church and you're hearing the message. Um, but there's a place for you to serve in this body somewhere. Everybody has a has a spot that they can serve. And, you know, Linda wanted to be a teacher of adults. Well, teaching kids led to her teaching adults. And now she not only teaches on Monday nights, but she's been asked to teach at uh, other churches' women's retreats. When you say no, you have no idea what you miss out on. When you say yes to God's plan, you have no idea the blessings that can come.
3: Is is it okay with you if I I mention something about serving? And, you know, you you just talk about in this body there's something to do. In every church. In every church. Wherever you go to church, uh, every single man or woman who belongs to Jesus Christ, you ought to be serving in your church. Um, we have three services here. Not everybody has three services.
4: That's just on Sunday.
3: Yeah,, oh, that's just Sunday. Mm-hmm. but um, um, I, i'm I'm very direct with our people just saying every single Christian, I'm talking about born-again believer who calls Calvary Chapel of San Antonio their church home, ought to be here on Sundays at least two services, and probably all three services. You can get fed in one. Uh, you can serve in in one mm-hmm. and then in the third, you can minister to people mm-hmm. just just wherever the Lord leads and believe me if you 're serving he 's going to lead you into these marvelous relationships uh The people that we were having breakfast with today um, you know uh, their their stand with Christ and for Christ has caused some friction in their homes. Mm-hmm. And and you know the 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 wife the mother was well I'm going to isolate my kids and and what she's found is that there's this whole new marvelous family that she never dreamed about, and and it comes because we're committed to that that family and we're serving that family, and um, I I said this in our Sunday message this past week. You know if if you're just coming to church that that's not, that's just coming to church that's not serving. That's not being a blessing to anybody else. Um, it's a spectator. Mm-hmm. And and God's not interested in spectators. Should you come to church? Of course you should. But the reason we come is for the fellowship. The reason we come is because that's the way the power of the Holy Spirit works. That's where God uses the gifts of the Spirit that he's given you or wants to give you. We um, have a lot of people who say, well, I don't know what my gifts are. Well, you start serving. You're going to find out. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you're going to find out. <laughs> And uh, unapologetically, we we simply let people know you ought to be serving at your church. If there's two services, you can go get fed in one and then you can serve in another. Mm -hmm. But that takes the whole day on Sunday. Well, it's the Lord's day. And, and, you know, when the power of the Holy Spirit is flowing through you, um, it's thrilling. It's not tiring. Uh, We may get physically tired. I'm beat.
4: By the, the time the third service is yeah. over, I'm looking for something to eat <laughs> and a nap. Yeah,
3: and <laughs> and and yet the reality is that it's energizing.
4: I wouldn't miss it for a. To the use world. your gifts. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You You come to all three services and wouldn't miss it. Yeah. You don't have to.
4: Except when I'm on the worship team. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but
3: you're on the worship team this week.
4: I'm on the worship team this week. I get to be on the worship team. But yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I wouldn't miss it for anything. Uh, this is. It's like family reunion. From Friday night to Sunday is like forever. And then you know Sunday, Monday, okay, I'm mm-hmm. good. But Monday to Wednesday, it's like whoa, what? And then when I get to be on the worship team, so I have church on Wednesday night, but then I have rehearsal on Thursday night, and then I have church on Friday, mm-hmm.
3: so I'm good. You know, Paula, our craziest group of servants. Oh yeah, you're at coverage. I know
4: who you're talking about.
3: Our craziest group of was mm-hmm. the Saturday morning cleaning crew. Yeah. Uh, they come in, sometimes there's 8 or 10, sometimes there's 30.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And when it's 30, there's always food. And kids. There's and, always kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, the kids are serving with the parents. Yeah. And uh, it, by, by the time we get here for Saturday morning prayer at 9.30, um, we're interrupting their party. <laughs> you
4: missed out the last time because they always seem to have some kind of party going on and they... Take a, want to take a picture, so I will put my hand in there. And they're like, come on, Mama Paul, come on, get in the picture, get in the picture. You know, oh,
3: they're, but, but they're see, fun. Um, they're a family. Yeah, your churches, wherever you go, um, they need help on their midweek studies. They need help uh, during the week. Uh, it's not just on Sunday or, or on, on the Bible study days. There are things that you can do that will bless the body that you belong to uh, abundantly. And you know what the most beautiful thing about it is, is, is the the ones who are having the most fun, our crazy group on Saturday, <laughs> um, except for when I mention it, um, they serve in anonymity mm-hmm. and they're fine with that. Mm-hmm. And Jesus up there smiling and mm-hmm. got his chest all puffed out. <laughs> but, but, but people ought to be serving. Yeah. And all you got to do is say, yes, Lord. Yeah. That's all you got to do. And Linda's Bible study, again, especially for those of you who are 50 or over, um, I think it really puts a perspective on our, our role in the body of Christ. Yeah.
4: No matter what your age, the Lord wants to use you. You know, for instance, Thanksgiving and Christmas, even though it'll be here in a minute, but it's on its way. <laughs> <laughs> well, graduation will be here in two seconds, basically. But... They're on their way, and what we do here is we try to marry up families together. Well, there's a whole lot of grandmas who don't have family here um, to do the baking and the cooking for. You can start thinking about looking around in the church to see, who can I invite over? What what family doesn't have a grandma, you know, and vice versa if you're a family of many people or, or just three or four of you and you need somebody, you know, reach out in your church. That's a that's a really cool way to serve. We have some family members who they buy 10, 20 turkeys to give out to those who need help and, yeah. and fix things. I mean, there's just so many yeah. things.
3: We've had some people doing that for years with our, our staff here at, at the, the, the academy.
4: Yeah, and they don't even come to this church. Yeah.
3: But but just they're they're yeah. so appreciative of of the well, sacrifices they're making in mm-hmm, the school and stuff. Yeah, you know. But that's that's what we're supposed to be doing. Lord, what about me? And what about today? Yeah. And when we get to that place, Paula, um, the Lord will will give abundant spiritual gifts, opportunity after opportunity. You know, we have so many people who are lonely, especially as they get older. I'm alone, and you know, there's nobody to to, to have fellowship with. Um, but but if you put yourself out there, you reach out. You're going to find yourself surrounded with people, Absolutely. and um, you know that's just the way God's body is supposed to work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, what's next? We got a little bit of time left on the program today.
4: Yes. Well, I was thinking with um, Sweet Summer Devotions coming up, it's the God who sees me. I know it's not doesn't start till June 5th, but it's the God who sees me. So I'm in the process of of getting myself ready for my teaching because i kind of lead it out and the god who sees me all the time and that was another thing from all of psalm 119 you know the lord is right there he says i honor my my word above my name and so if we're in his word he's seeing us and he's saying oh you want to know me better Mm -hmm. So it's not only the God who sees me, but she says at the end of Hagar says at the end, Now I've seen the one who sees me.
3: What a cool thing, yeah, huh? That's an Old Testament born-again experience. What yeah. a wonderful, wonderful. You know, when, when God uh, was asking Adam, 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 where art thou, Adam? Mm-hmm. It was a rhetorical question. Yeah. Because God saw him. Mm-hmm. And he sees us in our good times. He sees us in our bad times. And his arms are continually stretched out for us. All we got to do is come running home to yeah, him.
4: Yeah. Okay. The other thing is about the God who sees us. Well, last week I was saying, Um, I I probably would come with my list of things that the Lord has done. And I like to go back and look at the things that God has done with the view of today and tomorrow. And so, you know, as you started uh, the book of Ezra, this is why this came up to me, why this remembrance list, as I was reading Ezra 1 to you, I'm remembering the Lord saying, go to San Antonio, that's where I'll be waiting for you. And now, uh, you know, our $1 truck that we got fixed up, our yard sale that we got. So uh, we got more money from that yard sale of just, I mean, junk. Not junk. It wasn't junk, but it was old. You know, we we, we couldn't bring it with us because we just had that $1 we paid for a pickup truck, a uh, little Chevy S10. Um, but how he prepared us so we had some money, and we didn't think we'd have any, then go to Phoenix for five days, um, friend's house that we were able to. It was just you, me, and our dog. So rest and pray for five days. And you know what I was thinking? Because we wanted to, if anything, be called to Arizona because we liked the desert. We could have been like Abraham, and that could have been our right yeah. yeah, we could have.
3: And and I think we probably talked about that because we love Phoenix Arizona.
4: Yeah, as we walked around in the cool, you know, uh, the desert and then we liked the heat later in the day. Man, this would be a nice place how come God didn't call us, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. But
3: we don't have to go east, Paul. <laughs> we can stop here and see, start teaching a Bible study. Yeah,
4: it's only a five-hour drive back to California. Yeah, but. It's
3: interesting. That's why Jesus put it the way he did when I said, Okay, Lord, and he finally put on my heart after praying for the people of San Antonio for a couple of weeks. Aren't you going to ask me why? Mm-hmm. So, Okay, Lord, why are we going to San Antonio? And his response wasn't because you're going to start a church. Mm-hmm. His response was, That's where I'll be waiting for you. That's exactly right. That, that was our calling. Yeah. And again, back to the first at the service, if you're really a servant, Mm -hmm. you don't say, but Lord, I think this, or what about this, Mm -hmm. you just do what you're told to Mm -hmm. do.
4: What is your will? Like Thomas said, I want to go and be with you, Lord, but what's your will? Do you want me to be healed? And If you want me to be healed, I guess I got fruitful ministry, so get to San Antonio, because that's where I'll be waiting for you, and I have fruitful ministry for you. And the God who sees me, you know, we're running out of resources, and I, just imagine up in heaven, he's like, I know everything, you know. I'm all-powerful. <laughs> I'm all-knowing. <laughs> I'm, I'm present in all things. So we don't have what we need. And so some people that I've never met, you only met her sister at Bible college, brings over a load of stuff to furnish our entire apartment, except for a bed we but, Wow. God says, I, I got you, baby. Um, the apartment staff. No.
3: We brought a bed?
4: We bought one once we got here. From, oh, bought one, yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. From some people in the apartment complex. Yeah, okay. Um, and so uh, the Lord had told you, you won't work for anybody else. Well, the Lord told me that somebody from the apartment staff will hire me. He said just to stay, because I was reading, what, Ruth, Esther? One of them, too. Ruth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, and, and what they said as I'm working in the apartments— if anybody leaves stuff, you could have it. So that was like, I get to get the plunder, <laughs> you know, and we got a lot of, I there was one apartment, evidently people had gotten married, but they left so quickly in the middle of the night, I got brand new wedding gifts. And so it was kind of cool. And then I was able to give out bulletins saying Calvary Chapel is here in town, apartment four fourteen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a little embarrassing but you know
4: <laughs> you got to start somewhere you know and then um uh, in Ezra they're talking about the free will offerings so that's where this all came up I was like oh yeah remember people would come and just stuff money in your hand we got I think two cars given to us we didn't ask for that kind of stuff we would go to Luby's at uh, Rotling Oaks Mall and and Paul I hope he's still alive, and maybe every once in a while listen to this radio program. He was sure, that would be sure a cool. sure
3: blessing to us. Yeah,
4: he was. He would give free food. And he made a, a point because you have a very uh, distinctive what, what's palate a palate. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell if they changed one ingredient yeah. or one thing. And he was he really appreciated that, and we really appreciated the fact that he said, "Try this." Then for kids' night,
3: and he and let me interrupt. He had no idea that we that we were going without food.
4: Yeah, yeah, we didn't. We didn't tell him. I don't think we looked pitiful, did we? <laughs> like
3: I'm sure we did.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like dogs looking yeah, into yeah. a I'm into sure a meat market I'm or something. I'm sure we did. Yeah, you think so? Oh well. And then for kids' night, you know, there was a donut shop in town that knew what we were doing, and it seemed like they made extra donuts because what they said, "We'll give you the." Over leftover left donuts, over. I think they made extra so that we could have plenty of donuts. Because at first, I was just giving those kids a half a donut each, yeah. and after a while, I was like, "More donuts!" You know.
3: Yeah, maybe a kid complained and they got they were those cheapskates. Don't give me a half <laughs> a donut.
4: And then, you know, we got to that place where, you know. We need to move out of the apartment, Pastor Ron. I, I want a house. You know, I think the Lord's going to keep us here. <laughs> we need a house, and it was the exact, you know, request. And we've talked about that on this, this um, radio show before. And then, you know, he he's the one that brought the down payment in miraculous ways. Um, we had oh yeah, Ron and Darlene gave us let us use their daycare center
3: when we got kicked out of the apartment complex because we had. We'd overgrown it. We're causing too many parking issues in yeah. the in the apartment complex.
4: That's right. And then just one service, and then we went to two services on Easter. That's where the you can come to one service and you can serve, <laughs> uh, but we were pitiful. And then the servants just grew up right there. Nobody asked. It was just we just started cleaning the church, putting it all back together, taking it down, all that kind of stuff. And then we looked up here because, you know, we outgrew that. So we have to go from the uh, daycare center. We we need a building, Pastor Ron. This is where I've been getting encouraged. We need a building. And when we came to this place where we are now, this little strip center, we were told by, I think, some of our city, we will never allow a church in the Triangle Shopping Center. And then we expanded, you know.
3: The The, on, the owners here also said... We'll never rent to a church.
4: You'll yeah, we'll never rent to a church, but...
3: Here we are. Here we are, what? 26 years. 26? 20, 25 years here.
4: Okay. And then, Multimedical. So we don't have just this little corner, and that's a pretty good-sized corner for a strip mall church. Now we have Mr. Multimedical in the same shopping center. And the, Mr. Gaddy's, Lord bless Mr. Gaddy's Pizza, because they let our...
3: High schoolers Or high schoolers Have come their service there
4: Yeah And a lot of people On Have Sundays. been Even coming to the church Because yeah. they're seeing Those kids And listening to their pastors um, Teach them and there's something different about that. If those. you
3: go over there at 10.15 Go to Mr. Gaddy's at 10.15 on a Sunday yeah. You're going to see a, a church A, a youth church yeah. um, Bible study, worship Every and, and if anybody goes in You know, 11 o'clock or so They, they walk right in the middle of, of a church service mm-hmm. And nobody says a thing They just enjoy it And yeah. people get saved <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a neat thing
4: Yeah, and they've been doing that for a couple, several years now
3: huh? Yeah, a lot of years
4: Yeah at
3: no charge yeah. God bless Mr. Gaddies yeah.
4: And then one of the young men from our church Needed a home and we were thinking about moving And the Lord just took care of that That, that house that we have right now That's a whole story in and of itself How God moved And so now Pastor Ron We're looking for Because we've outgrown this building And so now we're looking for a church That's what all of this was doing to me It's like he did it before He can do it again you sing a song like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, Paul, we're we're just about out of time. Um, you know, it's it's a good thing to think back on the the things that Lord has done. Mm-hmm. But but by being a servant, um, by offering your body as a living sacrifice, you get to see the hand of God move. Yeah. And and I think out of our years here, um, seeing the hand of God move in miraculous ways is the norm. Yeah. Not not the exception hey we're done may the Lord bless you and keep you you've been listening to the date day edition of the word to stand on for life I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio Texas we'll be back tomorrow with a special program see you then bye bye thanks
1: for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh